This administration has shown it will tear our democracy down mm -hmm. if that's what it takes for them to win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have to get busy building it up mm -hmm. by pouring all our efforts into mm -hmm. these 76 days. I'm about to go knock on some and doors right now. Like never before. Excuse Joe me. And Kamala, <laughs> Can I talk to you, brother? <laughs> where we talk about politics, pop culture, and parties. I'm going to do it because we like to party. Hey. <laughs> In our living rooms. Hey. During COVID. My <laughs> God. Watching um, TV. Yay. Hey. good wine. Okay, no, sorry. Okay. okay. I'm just going to A lot going. of it. I'm Kiara. <laughs> and I'm Michelle. <laughs> and today we're coming to you guys after watching night three of the Democratic National Committee Convention. D-N-C-C. I said it right the first time. Yes, you um, did. It's really, I just, today it also hit me, it's kind of bittersweet because I was up all the way in Milwaukee, you know? Yeah. I had the flight booked. You and me both. Malik can tell you, I just had to cancel that thing. Yeah. I had the whole hotel. I had two hotel rooms. I was telling yeah. friends like, hey guys, extra room. Let me know if you want to cash app. Yeah. Venmo. We hope that you all tuned in really important it was a really great night it was the first night where there weren't a bunch of republicans you yes thank to god our, four, our last two episodes michelle had a problem with that so did i yeah but. yes i did because it's the democratic convention sure is so for on the record our check-in obviously we already started that it was ladies night oh this, this was is ladies night wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> this was the night that they brought out the video montages yeah the um, highest elected and mm -hmm. most powerful woman in American government that we have talked about in this show yeah. a lot. The former woman who was fourth in line to the presidency and should have been the president because she was the most I'm sorry, you're talking about the, to, okay. the woman who won the popular vote in 2016 and won more votes than... Three million more. Well, but... Lil one more, from but also one more votes than anyone who's ever run for office before. Lil Hillary from Chicago. Um, you talking about that person? That's what I'm talking about. So, well, yeah. Let's let's get right into her speech. Well, she on her suffragette white, so she was on brand. She was very, but she also had like that white looked expensive too. Let me just, <laughs> I'm busting it out in Chappaqua. The that white, white looked, looked expensive. It looked it looked fantastic. Like she, following COVID, mm -hmm. had that white dry cleaned about three weeks ago. She said, "Okay, now they're gonna ask me." Well, she had it tailored so first it and then dry cleaned. Because <laughs> it was fitting. It was very fitting. I was like, oh. She also had her I'm not in Hillary office said, Hillary hair. Okay, now you know we love that damn hair. Okay, I love the I'm not in office Hillary hair. this is hair. not a commentary on sex we don't like, or feminism Yeah, we don't like talking that. about women's looks, but. but we love. I love. When Hillary grows that hair out. Yeah, and just lets it hang. That was the Chelsea wedding hair. Yeah. That was that post-Secretary of State hair. Yep. And she had it again tonight. And it just, it really works for her. It looks 
she looks really great. I also call I her like her uh, Hillary. I don't give a fuck hair. It's that I know she's a woman of a particular age. Okay, yeah. and so she thinks she needs to have her pantsuit, her short, whatever. Yeah, but that hair, I love it's it. Good. I love it. Speaking of Hillary, I don't give a fuck hair. Um, you know, I thought Hillary gave great remarks, but you and I both felt like you know what. <laughs> it would have been perfect if she just, if the camera just turned to her. While she was drinking a glass of wine. She just picked up a glass of Chardonnay. And, and said. Looked directly into the camera. Off, and said. Fuck your bitch in the clicky claims. I yeah. would love to see that. Yeah. Or just I'm starting sorry, out by saying so. Ben and Jerry's and this is the noise you're hearing in the back. <laughs> so I'm trying to scoop it out of the, <laughs> out of the pint. Because I'm. Well, because everybody knows that we also have convention snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, no, it would have been great if she had just like picked up a glass of wine, looked directly in the camera and was just like, so I was right four years ago. You all didn't want to listen to me then. I hope you listen to me now. She didn't say that. She could have been like, are you happy? <laughs> With a slow pan. <laughs> are you happy? Are you happy? Well, it's interesting because I do feel like she was like, she kind of danced around with like the y'all didn't listen to me last time because um i wanted to pull this quote from her oh, please, please, from her please, speech please, please. she says at one point she says for four years people have I said to me i didn't realize how Michelle dangerous he was <laughs> i wish i could go back and do it over mm. i should have voted <laughs> First of this all. this can't be another woulda coulda shoulda election if you're voting by mail, request your ballot now and send it back as soon as you can. If you vote in person, do it early. Bring a friend and wear a mask. Become a poll worker. I think the reason why this stood out to us was because like that. I mean, that's like the polite way of saying, I told you motherfuckers four years ago, y'all ain't want to listen to me. Now we in this situation. And I'm going to just say it one more time again in my white because she wore white <laughs> at the convention last at last convention. When she, she gave sure her acceptance speech. She sure did. Word to Sojourner. Let me just say this. What type of bold person do you have to be to go up to Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. and say, I should have voted? That's a thing you could have kept to yourself. Yeah. That's... I don't think I'm going up to Hillary in the grocery store in Chappaqua to be Are like. Are you kidding me? I just, I should have voted. No. Can you imagine no. you picking out your cheese? You're picking. You're picking this is what you. This is what you, you say to Hillary. Even if it's true, keep it to your fucking self. Why would you come up to the Democratic nominee in 2016 after we're dealing with all of this shit yeah. and be like, I should have. I w- I think I, I like if I Hillary's were that person, person I, w- I would have slid. Hello, I would have slid a throw. I would like this is. <laughs> I would have lied. I couldn't look her in her face. I would have been like, you know, I campaigned for you. I donated to you. I was a huge fan of yours. I had a cousin who didn't vote for you, but the, now they feel really bad about it. Really, actually talking about yourself. Like, no, don't don't you dare go up to Hillary and say that. Let me just say, I. You know how people in a few years are going to lie and say they didn't vote for Donald Trump? Yeah. You know, in a few, you know, in a few well, years, yeah. they're going to lie and yeah. say they never supported They're going to pretend as if this didn't you could happen. You could have just lied to Hillary. Yeah. I would have just lied to Hillary. Girl, you know I had your back. Had your back. <laughs> I donated multiple times. Multiple. Oh, the last five dollars I had. Yes, um, yes, yes. Um, that was really important for us to point out. The other. Oh, wait. What else did you want to point out in her speech? Nope, that was it. Well, so the other woman that we wanted to talk about since it was ladies night is our girl Baltimore's own Baltimore's finest Nancy Patricia Alessandro Pelosi so what I really appreciated about that entire section I feel like I said that too quickly let me let me put some respect on her name Nancy Patricia 
Delisandro Pelosi. That's right. Now, let me tell you what I really expected. I really respected about that um, segment. Number one, they did a whole video montage. Yeah, they did. Because again, the most powerful woman in American government and in American government history should get a video montage yeah. whenever she comes out. That's just how I feel. Did you peep how they started out with her looking out the window of the Capitol? They did. You, did. Did, you, did you peep that? So I peeped that. So, <laughs> so there was that. Also, yeah. Also, um, I really love how she emphasized in that video and remi- reminded some people, I think taught some people for the first time. That she had five whole kids out of her Mm hoo-ha before she ever ran for anything. Mm -hmm. She had, she got married. She Mm -hmm. had her children. Mm -hmm. Moved across the country from her family, by the uh, way. Hello, because she's from where? Baltimore. No, no, where's she? City. Where's she? No. Bottomo. Thank you. City. And she decided, you know what? I didn't have these kids, but, you know, this country's still fucked up. So I'm about to just... And ran after her kids. Entered office in 1987. And she said, one of the things that, you know, in her early days in running will always come up to her is like, well, where are your children? Who's with your children? And she's like, they're 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 grown. grown. (laughs) They're grown. Um, So that's what I really, really, really loved about all of this. She like had her children raise them fully grown. Mm -hmm. And now how many grandchildren do they have? Her and Paul? It's a lot. I think she said nine. Okay. I think she has nine grandchildren. Gotcha I think she said that she had, she has six children and nine grandchildren. I feel no, like she, five sorry, nine. five and nine. Cause I've, it's I've, the same I've number as, as Joe. No, he has four. I was think, oh, he has four children. Bo, Hunter, Ashley. Wait, no, what? he has three. He has, no, well, he, his daughter, his um, daughter who passed away. Yes. So that's four. So he had four. <laughs> Naomi. But yeah, no, I, I recall Speaker Pelosi saying like, I'm a mother of five, grandmother of nine. I know a tantrum when I see one when referring to the mm. current occupant of the White House. So really loved it. Loved how they showed the coats, the glasses, her standing up and putting her finger at him mm-hmm. when he was when dead. she walked out of the White House and put on her shades because she was sure like, did. I'm not doing this with him. She I, I think I've said this in previous podcasts, but she has. Um, so. Oh, sorry. Well, I was saying that like she. um I've said this in previous like podcasts and episodes that like she, I think one of the best things that's come out of this presidency has been like all of the iconic images that she's, that she's given us from her tearing up his speech because that was, what did she say? That was the, that was the, the, it was a lot. She said it was like the politest thing she could do, um, to, you know, the putting on the glasses or her pointing at him. And, one of the reasons why I really respect her mm-hmm. is because I feel like she has no problem naming who she thinks are those who are holding up progress in Washington. That's very true. Which is, you know, to be honest, like we talked about this last night, like I love old school politics. Yep. They didn't call each other out by name, but like she's like, no. Uh, I've done what I've needed to do. Mitch McConnell is holding this up. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump has refused to send mm-hmm. like his chief of staff back over mm-hmm. to to the Capitol. Mm-hmm. She is like very clear about who she thinks, you know, mm-hmm. are, who she thinks are the problem. Mm-hmm. And I really, really appreciate that about her. So, and she did that again tonight. Um, sure did. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm a big fan of hers. I know some people are, um, critical of her in this sense you know what i mean like i think like you and i both are progressives but i do think there are like progressive members of the you know 
the the part of the progressive wing of the party is like critical of her but you know she said she was like look i was progressive before that was cool <laughs> so um i'm a big fan of hers very big fan um i think that we should go into on the culture because talking about being a big fan of women folk mm-hmm I do love Carrie Washington. Yeah. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was a big fan of Scandal. Like, before yeah. it came out, when it was on, when it started to get bad at the end, I watched it all. But <laughs> you held end, on till the end. I was like, let's just finish this out and let's be done with this. Um, but beyond Scandal, do you know one of my favorite movies is She Hate Me? Do you know this? No. I okay, okay. Well, She Hate Me, where Carrie Washington played a lesbian who hmm. was getting, it's a whole other thing. Great movie if you have HBO or like, time find it search it she's actually a super talented actress and she is um very progressive and she's very clear about her politics and she always has been and i really respect that because i think as a young when you're coming up as like a young black actress in hollywood Mm -hmm. i'm sure there are plenty of forces being like now bitch shut the fuck up do go on these auditions Mm -hmm. mind your business do what you gotta do and carrie washington was like because i'm from the bronx because the thing about it is is that like as liberal quote-unquote as like everyone thinks hollywood is like i do i well never lived in hollywood not that's not my industry but i will say like i think a lot of them don't want to fuck what they bag nope. so a lot of them especially one of the more point. controversial things like yep you know when we're talking about race and justice yep. like i do think that they are quite I do think there are a lot of celebrities who really mm. try to temper their thoughts on certain things because they don't right. they don't want to fuck with their money. I think you're right. Um, so it was great. She hosted tonight. She, she was sure great. Now we talked about Tracy yesterday, whom we love and adore, but we had some questions about just we didn't love her. We didn't love her on the wardrobe. dress. Yeah. <laughs> but honey, yeah, Carrie was like, "I'm going to give you a power suit. I'm going to give you a power pants. I'm giving you Louboutins. Yeah, I'm giving you." these clip-ins and this natural hair, this COVID hair. And Mm -hmm. I loved all of it. I really was here for all of it, all of her energy. I think she did a fabulous job. And again, keeping up with, I think we talked, we talked about this last night, like, subdued in the sense like fashionable but subdued right Right. because like Like, it's it's like it's not me i'm just here to like present like i'm not here to get any sort of like kudos from from people magazine or in style like i'm here to present this is this is not about robin gavon giving a little article about this right here honey because it was i mean just the natural hair the Mm -hmm. black suit Mm -hmm. i just felt like there were some pieces there but we'll keep him pushing speaking of suits (laughs) well our girl Showed up at a school wearing in what was he, Springfield? Yeah, in Springfield, Massachusetts. Elizabeth Ann and Warren. Warren, um, who we supported, obviously, mm-hmm. in the primary for president. I would have loved to have seen like a Warren Cash or ticket, but listen, the ticket is what it is. Grow up. That's what we're doing. We don't always get what we want. We don't. Just to remind people, like, I don't remember who I supported in 2000 because I think that was the first election I voted in. So I was like, but like 2004, I was a Howard Dean supporter. He lost. 2008, the primary was Hillary supporter. She lost. Like, shit happens, people. That has never stopped me from voting. Ever. So, um... She, like you said, was in a um a very young classroom. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite a daycare, but it looked like it might have been like a smooth like a, kindergarten. Yeah, like a kindergarten class. Um, yeah. It was great. 
with in the cubby that was right over her shoulder. So we talked yesterday about things over people's shoulders yeah. as they're presenting. As like a strategic right. Right. Yeah. She definitely had move. that BLM. And it was quite subtle because I looked her, over <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Cause I noticed the pictures that were on the wall looked like they were like mm-hmm. little pictures of like mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. And then I saw like BLM and I was like, this is why mm-hmm. I fucking love Elizabeth Warren. She's good. Because she probably walked in that classroom and was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Because, you know, she walked in with a plan. Um, and she was like, okay, this is how I want this to go. This is the message I oh want to convey. Um, but one of the main things that she focused on was access to childcare And Aunt B. Yeah, and she talked about Aunt B. And I appreciate, what I appreciate about that story that she mm-hmm. tells is she, like, recognizes her privilege. She talks about the fact that, like, look, I had someone who came to stay with me and Aunt B stayed for 16 years or 17 years or however mm-hmm. on, uh, how long Aunt B stayed. And, but that's a recognition that like, uh, I had someone to help me so many, but it was after she went through, you know, her childcare dis- fell through, yeah, the childcare she had this issue, fell she, through, but yeah, discriminated no, she, against she because had, she was pregnant. She had a aunt to be like, right. Girl, okay. You sound like you struggling. Yeah. Come and see what's going right. on. Right. But she talks about the fact that like, not everybody has an nope. aunt B. And so what are you supposed to do? So she talked a lot about, um, she talked a lot about childcare. Sure did. Um, she's another person that I enjoy because they're like, she is very clear. Um, she doesn't tiptoe around her criticism. Right. One line that I pulled from her speech that I enjoyed, she just flat out said Donald Trump's ignorance and incompetence. You know, how everybody's been saying like, Oh, he's, he wasn't, we'll get to, uh, president, uh, Obama's mm-hmm. speech later. But like, you know how people have been kind of tiptoeing around and saying like, he's not prepared for this job. He does. He's not prepared to be, she just flat out said like his ignorance and incompetence have always been a danger to our country. COVID-19 was Trump's biggest test. He failed miserably. Today, America has the most COVID deaths in the world and an economic collapse. And both crises are following hardest on brown and black and brown families. And it was like, she's just clear. Like, she's not going to tiptoe around it. I don't know if that's that Oklahoma girl in her. I don't know if it's, like, living on them years in Massachusetts. I don't know what it is. But, like, she was, like, very direct. And so I appreciated her remarks as well. That's our girl. I just, we just love her. I don't really have anything else to say to that. Um, Thank you, Michelle, (laughs) for for, for summarizing that. So I really like, I'm like, I don't have anything else to say. It was great. I'm really glad that she participated and that she was a part um, in these trying times. I think it's a good place to take a B. Yes. Before we do, I just wanted to add one other thing. I'm sorry, y'all. I just want to add one other thing. People need to see when you. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? The the last thing I'll say before we take a break, though, is like (laughs) this again goes to what I appreciated again about Elizabeth Warren. Not only was she very clear about Donald Trump, she also made the case for progressives to um, vote for Joe Biden. Yes. She made that case. She made that case. And I think that is truly Mm. important um, because the progressive wing of the party really sort of split, I would say, amongst two, maybe three candidates, Mm. which was Bernie Sanders, um, Elizabeth Warren and Julian Castro. And I think she gave she gave she talked about like things that are very important. She brought up racial disparities. She talked about like the dangers of Trump. Right. She talked about the importance of healthcare, and then she brought it. But all of that was weaved into like Joe Biden is the person that yep. everybody should vote for. 
So good. So coming up after um, this quick break that we're going to take, we're going to get into on the dais, our um, more lengthy political discussion. We're going to talk about the two uh, keynotes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a keynote. There was like a keynote to the keynote. I feel like there were two. <laughs> tonight. Both really important um, and both had uh, some highlights that we absolutely want to talk about and mm-hmm. share with you all uh, when we come back. So we're back. So we're on the dais tonight, night three of the DNCC. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about Barack Hussein Obama II and how much the 44th we, president of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, how much we looked forward to his remarks tonight. Because I, as you know, Michelle, you were sitting on this couch right here. And I was like, if he don't give us one, I was giving him a lot of black girl energy. I was yeah. like, if we don't get, um, because you have an understandable frustration that I think a lot of people have shared with him, which is that like, he gives great remarks um, he is inspiring, but sometimes you want him just like, like we wanted Michelle to give us permission to go low. Like we want, like we want him to like really take, Oh, I need permission by the way. No, but, but just, you know what I mean? I, I'm not like, you know, <laughs> interpersonally. Uh, I think that I'm aware and anyone who listens to this podcast is aware, <laughs> but but just like, like, you know, we want that permission from Michelle. Like we also like wanted to hear him take some, Take some real body shots because, like, Donald Trump has literally been coming from for him. Ooh, mm, let me rinse my mouth out. Uh oh, yeah, you definitely Beetlejuice yourself. Mm. Figure it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> because forty six minus one has absolutely like come after him. He's called him all kinds of names. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of, we'll 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 make a comment on this later but he was looking mighty 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 tan remember i uh, saw a comment on twitter where someone was like if y'all don't think barack <laughs> uses that fenty pro filter <laughs> matte <laughs> honey it's true he was looking very tan Michelle, they i you know my suspicion is that they spend time on branson's island and yeah. they just are like sunbathing nude but that's just my mm-hmm. suspicion thank um, you for that image they look you're welcome they look they, okay they in shape they were wake up at four in the that's morning true. they work that's out true, but they're like mom and dad they are mom and dad um but uh, one quote or one passage from his remarks i wanted to share with everyone that really got these remarks together for me he said some years ago I sat down with John, mm. parenthesis, Lewis, <laughs> and the few remaining leaders of the early civil rights movement. Now, I really appreciate that he said that because yeah. we are still That's right. in the civil rights movement. Yeah. And I think that was really important for him to point out. He said, one of them, he did not say which one it was, but I have guesses. One of them t- told me he never imagined he'd walk into the White House and see a president who looked like his grandson. Mm. And he said, then he told me that was so touching that he looked it up. And it turned out that on the very day that I was born, he was marching into a jail cell, trying to end Jim Crow segregation in the South. Mm. What we do echoes through the generations. And that to me, in addition to so many other things he said, but that to me was really, um, powerful and to quote anthony hamilton the point of it all yeah (laughs) it was it was really just like that was that was um to me really it and you know we have had our share of very fair criticisms 
of the 44th president over the years for his um, sometimes hesitance to say this thing, call yeah. a spade a spade, um, say what I said. And I often have, you know, cited that him being raised by his white mother and his white grandparents, probably that some of that is in Who were also from the Midwest. Like, I think that's from something. Kan- right. Yeah, they were right. from Kansas. Even, even with, even though they lived in Hawaii, but still they're from Kansas. Um, even with having married Michelle LaVon Robinson, because mm-hmm. I just, you know, just this the way you're raised, right? But tonight he said it. Mm-hmm. Well, he said chained and whipped and lynched and well i wanted to go back to earlier in his speech because like somebody pointed this out on twitter and i i mean i haven't read the speeches of every single former president um who but is there a, per- a I, mean, who has- I mean doris kern's good one oh. um michael Beschloss. um but whose wife is brown oh i didn't know that i discovered it yesterday um <laughs> But someone pointed out on Twitter that this might this speech might be the most critical speech that a former, former president, president has, has, you know, the this is the most mm-hmm. critical remarks that a former president has given about a, a sitting president. Mm-hmm. And to your point about his hesitancy, like I do think he finally sort of I felt like he did meet the moment. There were some times where I felt like he kind of quibbled a little bit and I'm like, oh my God, we're not all experiencing the same th- um, hardships in this country. But I get it. I understand why Obama does it. Um, you know, and so, but like, I wanted to read this is a little bit long, but I just wanted to read this part. Cause like this really stood out to me and I was very glad that he, I felt like was finally like brutally honest about mm. who was leading our country. And he said, I have sat in the Oval Office with both of the men who are running for president. I never expected that my successor would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope for the sake of the country that Donald Trump, might show some interest in taking the job seriously. Yeah. That he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. Mm. But he never did. For close to four years now, he's shown no interest in putting in the work, no interest in finding common ground, no interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. Now, I really wish that he had said and family. I think I know I get it. Everybody's like the family is off limits. No, they're not. They're grown. Fuck that. His kids are grown and they are leeching off of the taxpayer dime. Um, He then continues. No interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. And I'm like, wow, like that's the most direct that I've ever heard him go after. Again, I wish he had used Elizabeth Warren's language, which was like, he's just fucking incompetent, but I get it. Like Obama is very, um, he is keenly aware of his, his place in history. Yeah. And that like, while he was in office and even after being in office, like, like people are watching him. But I thought his speech was, it was longer than the other speeches that we have seen in the past, like this week. It was one of the longer speeches. Um, but I, uh, for the most part, really felt like he was not just making the case for Joe, but really trying to put into words that everyone could understand of like how dangerous Donald Trump is. And even if... um we some somehow lose this election oh. that like these Be- words are, <laughs> these, but these words are etched in history that's true you know um of america like the previous president like putting out there like 
this our democracy is literally at stake yeah yeah um which i think takes me right on over to kamala debbie harris Mm -hmm. so who tonight formally accepted the -hmm. nomination for vice president of the united states which was given by her niece her sister and her stepdaughter yeah i thought it was cute that like they only did the women like doug her husband wasn't in it um her brother-in-law tony west yeah 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 and i think she has administration official and her stepchildren she has like one uh one stepdaughter one stepson so it was just the stepdaughter yeah and i feel like maybe that was like a recognition of like this moment in history for women so it's like let's but highlight also her women. upbringing because you know so you know her parents divorced when she was very mm-hmm, young mm-hmm. she was very much raised her mom her mm-hmm. sister once mina came um you know then her niece her, mm-hmm. her niece and so it was just all these women <laughs> who were all together all the time and that's how they kind of you know grew up and came of age and then which which was in line with her speech um because she started out she started so. out really early talking about like the role of women in the suffrage movement um yeah she did talk about it because she called out as we talked about last night mm-hmm. some of the um we called them the foremothers of this city mm-hmm. and some of the mm-hmm. uh, really you know we talk about founding fathers so much right but like the founding mothers of this country yeah. and the women who really um actually risked life and limb and shed mm-hmm. blood mm-hmm. for this raggedy experiment known as um, America, including Mary Church. I Terrell. almost spit out my wine. You should have. <laughs> Mary McLeod Bethune, Hello, Florida. Fannie Lou Hamer, Mississippi. Diane Nash. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's getting the boys together. She's like the only woman a lot of times in a lot of those sixties, um, major civil rights demonstrations, Constance Baker Motley. Hello, ain't you? And then, um, the Our one, girl. the 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 incomparable Queen Shirley Chisholm. I'm wearing um, my Shirley. Michelle Chisholm has shirt. a shirt, y'all. That says it, it doesn't say the words, but it says "What would Shirley do?" It's like WWSD, which is something I think we all should have tattooed on our bodies. But yeah. anyway, so um, she did name them and call them all out in her remarks, which mm-hmm. I really appreciated. Um, one thing that I, I on that note about um legacy and family and uh you know seeing her place in history it was really important to me this passage of her remarks where she talked about family because you know mm-hmm. black folk we listen our definitions of family is very think, expanded but it's also big that's the legacy of white supremacy in this country that's part of the the transatlantic slave trade we lost yeah. our family ties yeah. we lost our cousins and our all of that and so like literally we call our best friends you know our sisters right mm-hmm. michelle and i are mm-hmm. sisters right we call our you know Folks, you grew up with playing with every day your cousins, even mm-hmm. though if y'all weren't really blood related, and that's a thing that we do uniquely. That is to us. Well, you know, rem- that, that reminds me of that. There's this. Uh, there's a scene in Poetic Justice where <laughs> they pull off on the side of the road because they lucky. see a family. They see a family <laughs> little lucky. reunion. Um, but somebody uh, was it was it Tupac that said like it was? I think it was Tupac that said we we black we all cousins. Yep. Like we're so. I mean, like what that a prophetic voice. Yeah. One Tupac and Marshall from. Baltimore. Okay, so <laughs> I would see. See, I give Michelle time and space she and does, to talk about appreciate. Baltimore because I'm going to talk about Howard all day. So the <laughs> well, one, you, but oh, it's I, coming up. It's I was going to say. Right now. So the passage I want to share from Kamala's remarks to me were just really important. Mm-hmm. Which talks about the definition of family. Again, black people have a very expanded definition of family, and she really highlighted that 
another little subtle nod to us mm-hmm. that I think probably regular Douglas regular white person wouldn't have picked up on about how we define family. But she um, says it in this passage. She says, you know, family is my husband, Doug, right? Who like, that's okay. Like literal family who I met on a blind date set up by my best friend. Family mm-hmm. is our beautiful children, our beautiful children. These are not that's children right. that she birthed from her body or, you know, right. That's but these cool. are her that's stepchildren. Right. Cole and Ella, who, as you just heard, call me Mamala. Okay. Which I, I love that. I do too. <laughs> I love it so much. <clears throat> family is my sister. Maya Harris. Um, family is my best friend, right? That's family. Mm-hmm. My, fa- my best friend. My nieces, obviously. My godchildren. Family, mm-hmm. right? Like, because that is how black people are. Family is my uncles, my aunts, my shitis, which is, I guess, um, I don't, is it Sanskrit? There's the language her, tra- I'm not sure. For, for aunties, but it means aunties. And a Padma, Lashmi, like, like, confirmed on, like, Twitter, it means auntie. Um, family is Mrs. Shelton. My second mother who lived two doors down and helped raise me. Again, black people, how we define family. Okay. Then she said, family is my beloved Alpha Kappa Alpha, our divine nine, and my HBCU brothers and sisters. There's family. Family is the friends I turned to when my mother, the most important person in my life, passed away from cancer. Mm. And that, again... Not to black folk like y'all. I'm, we we here, okay? This is we do the same things. Mrs. Shelton down the block helped my mama raise me. She was busy. My sister and I we were yeah. right. And family are all these other people that I have deemed family. And yeah. that to me was a really, really, really important moment in this speech because for yes, for black people it was a nod that like, well that's we are here. We're together. I'm with you. And you know she's had a lot of the the yeah. no tips yeah. have been coming for her. But to me, it was also a nod to like white Americans to be like, yes, we, right? The yeah. American family is how we define it. So and this we is, we should look out for one another. Go ahead. Well, I, to go on top of that, like, this is one of the things I did like about her speech is that, like, I felt like she was able to speak to two separate groups at one time. And that's really important. It's very smart, too. It's like, it's really important when you're talking to, because there are certain specific messages that really resonate with with black voters that can also resonate with white voters in a different way. And so I thought it was really smart of her to do it. Um, She was very inclusive in terms of like blackness in her speech. Like she started out and she talked about like, you know, her sister, she says Alpha Kappa Alpha, but then she says the divine nine. She's trying to incorporate all of the, all of the black, historically black black Greek Greek organizations. organizations. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then she said, you know, no, listen, she said all HBCUs. Yeah, no, she didn't even call it how she She didn't HBC. And I, (laughs) I don't want no smoke. Okay. I'm just going to say, but I loved that about, I love that about her speech because the point is, is like to reach as Michelle is sitting here with this Hampton. I absolutely am sitting here across from me. It doesn't say H I U though. It just says H U. Again, is- I'm not doing this with you. Um, <laughs> Inaccurate. Okay. Not not doing this with you. Go ahead. Okay. Finish it, please. <laughs> um. So yeah, her her speech was inclusive, which is important in this conversation yeah. because one of the things that we've consistently talked about with this convention is like this has to be reflective of everyone that we're trying to reach because yep. we need everyone to vote yep and that was part of our concern with like having republicans you know speak for joe biden because we want this to feel as yep. if you know like we're reaching our base we're reaching you know everyone so yeah including the progressive so you know and then she i mean 
I feel like because, you know, we love pop culture and stuff like that. And we've already commented on women and how they look at this convention. Love the wine. She had on this Merlot uh, suit. <laughs> I have a lovely Merlot pantsuit. It's my favorite fucking a suit. Satin. It looks really good. She on looked her. great, and I was really With jealous because I haven't worn anything that nice in months. I haven't. And you know what's so funny? Because of course I expected her to be in white. But then I remembered at the last time she spoke at a convention, she wore all white, and mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, she's not gonna wear white no, again. No, that's not she needs <laughs> but hillary tonight had a little off it was a little off white cream because this ain't her moment no 2016, more 2016 it was like yeah what this, this is not so her yeah, moment yeah, yeah. Anymore. um so um i really loved that whole moment for her for her family for us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again no secret that our candidate was elizabeth warren yeah and we would have appreciated a like warren cash or ticket or something there and abouts mm-hmm. but this is the ticket. This is the ticket. And if we're going to lie and act like representation does not matter and say that, like, we did not get a little for clumps when this black woman accepted this nomination yeah. tonight, oh, yeah. that would be a lie. And so yeah. we're going to just be honest about that and say yeah. that it was really special. I mean, this is this is a very big historic moment to see this, like, very black woman accept um, this nomination. So yeah. um, I am... A- I am very excited for what her candidacy does mean for young women. You and I talked about this. Like, yes, it means a lot to to black women. Yeah. But I also have been very touched by the reaction of South Asian women from like because of her nomination. I'm so touched by it. Mindy Colling is like one of my favorite comedians and actress actresses. I love Mindy Colling. Um, and like her excitement over this has been great. Yeah. Well, they did that little cooking video together mm-hmm. where they did like the whole, anyway. Um, so just knowing the number of girls, like the, the brown and black girls that are like really excited about this is so heartwarming. And you know, I, for me, like I, the fight continues, Yeah. but I'm going to take a moment to celebrate that. Like we have a black woman on the ticket. Hello. Hello. Anyway, I think it's a good place to end. Um, so this was night three of the DNCC. This is Party on the Potomac. I'm Kiera. And I'm Michelle. We'll see you guys tomorrow. tomorrow. Bye. This podcast is fantastic.